Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Today's topic is knowing what you want in life. And like this little poster says, the secret of life is knowing what you want and asking for it. But first we have to know what we want, right? And sometimes we know what we don't want, but we know don't know exactly what we do want. So we're going to get into that. But let's talk first a little bit about living by default which is what many people do uh, because we get so busy, right? We get inundated with work and kids and parents and spouses and the house needs this and the bills come in and we have so much to take care of and we get very busy. That's living by default. And sometimes we start out our lives by doing what is expected, of us by our family, including our birth family, our spouse, our kids, um, anybody in our family. Uh, We may end up doing things that are expected by our social standing. So, uh, you know, if we're a mom, we have to be seen a certain way, you know, we have to have certain values and um, we have to do certain things, might need to take your kids to soccer games or whatever it is that's in your social sphere that's expected. Uh, Or you might have expectations based on your past performance, whether you had uh, a great job and made a lot of money and now you're not doing that. Or maybe you at one time had lost a lot of weight and you were looking good and then you put the weight back on. It could be a lot of different things. But living by default, we're very often just doing what's expected of us without questioning it. We might be doing some unconscious buffering. We talked about this in our last episode. Buffering is when you're hiding from your feelings or emotions by doing something else such as drinking or eating or um, shopping or working or um, cleaning. It could be a number of things that you're just kind of hiding away from uh, your feelings and maybe even your responsibilities. Busy being busy. This is when Basically, uh, if you talk to somebody and they say, oh, I'm just so busy. How are you doing? I'm so busy. Uh, What's up in your life? Oh, I've just got so much going on. I'm just so busy. And yet they don't seem to get any further along or further ahead in their lives, even though they're always busy. Um, So that's just busy being busy. And they don't have a specific plan for what they're doing every day and why they're doing it. And we may also be disorganized and scattered. This happens a lot, uh, especially if we become stressed or overwhelmed or uh, there's too many things to do and we can't get our mind um, focused and we can't get everything laid out, uh, what we need to do, when we need to do it, why we need to do it, how long we need to spend on it. And we just become disorganized and scattered and we just do a little of this and a little of that and a little of this and we're multitasking and we don't get the best results that we could. So what do you think is living by default, Toby? (laughs) 
Uh, living by default uh, for me uh, means uh, giving up your, um, I don't want to say right, your responsibility to make decisions for your own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to allow those decisions to be made uh, by anyone else, including your family. And I'm talking about the people that you love as opposed to, and trust um, because they can influence your decision-making. But um, at some point in your life, as you mature, you've got to start making your own decisions. Uh, and if you don't, life will take over. Uh, the, the life that you're surrounded by will take over, and it'll start making decisions for you. So that's how I feel life by default is. Was that close? Not being in charge. Not, well, I'm hesitant to use the phrase in charge because that sounds uh, a bit too strong, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps. Uh, not being in, in control. Right. Because I, I, have to, I'm, I could be in charge of my life, but I'd rather be in control of my life. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be able to manage my own life. And make decisions, uh, make the decisions uh, that have the impact on my life. And, and it's always been that way. I mean, from the point that, honestly, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. So. so did you find that you usually planned out what you wanted to do with your days and your months and your years? Um, uh, not always. Uh, it wasn't necessarily planned, so I'm a risk taker. And so I made a lot of decisions that were risky. And, and you've heard me say this a hundred times before. Um, people who take risks will fail 50% of the time. Uh, the the challenge for that is... Which beats taking no risks and failing 100% right. of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so it wasn't always perfectly planned. I mean, you know, you and I have talked about uh, the point at which I entered the military. Uh, that was not completely planned. As a matter of fact, uh, as I was sitting in the office and the um, uh, recruiting... Uh, uh, non-commissioned officer was talking to me about opportunities in the military, uh, and and what he was trying to do was convince me that I could I could do something that wouldn't require me going to Vietnam, right? Hmm. Uh, for some reason, I I had no problem with that, but probably because of the people that came before you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said, "Is there anything that you'd like to do?" And uh, there were two things that I'd li- I wanted to do. One was I always wanted to command a tank. And the other is I always wanted to be in military intelligence. And it just so happened they had a, quote, special on. <laughs> uh, and the special, um, what was well, the special that I was offered was that I would become a member of the uh, National, the Army Security Agency, which was a branch at the time of the National Security Agency. I had to pass the uh, test, you know, t- in order to get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have to enlist for five years. But I would leave basic training as a as an E3. So the non-commissioned ranks are E1 through E9. E1 is a buck private, no stripe, no nothing. E2 is a stripe. E3 is a stripe and a rocker. That's a private first class. So if I, and that's, that's not only rank, that's salary increases. Uh, so he said, if you sign up for this, um, you'll come out of basic training as a PFC making it much easier to make rank. You know, and I did. I, I left after five years. I left the military as an E6, a sergeant first class. Not a first sergeant, but a sergeant first class, which was pretty good for somebody that had been in the military only five years. Mm. So, uh, and that was totally unplanned. That was like walk in, talk to the guy, listen to what he has, he says. But I knew I was walking out of that office 
having enlisted in in the service. That was totally unplanned. So it wasn't, but it was my choice, mm-hmm. right? It was my decision. It was my choice. I thought I had a rational reason for it, and that it provided the opportunities that I wouldn't get had I returned to Santa It Fe. wasn't a default decision. Well, it wasn't. No, 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 It's no. not something that no, was no. just like everybody de- expected you to do, yeah. and it was time, a, a so default, you just did it. A default decision would have been waiting for me to be drafted. Right. Right. Uh, and I, my number never came up at the time they were using the lottery system. And I, I mean, was, you got yourself out of your default, which was you were in university, uh, you were following along with your family's plans for uh-huh. your life, exactly, and not really questioning it too, too much until one day you decided, I don't want to be living by default anymore. I'm living by design, and I make this choice. And you joined the military service. I started, I, I did question it, right? I, I, I never brought it up. I never said to my mother, I don't want to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be a priest. Uh, I, 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 I just do what my mother asked me to do because I felt I owed her that after my uh, father had passed away. And uh, so I never said that, that this was the first decision where I didn't ask, I didn't talk, I didn't think about it. I just did it. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, I knew there was an, a risk associated with it. I mean, this was during the Vietnam era, uh, and there was a lot of risks associated with that, but I just felt like the, that choice, rather than going back to Santa Fe, interning at a law firm, blah, 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 you know. Living by default. Living by default. Yeah. Right. You said no to that. I said no. That's right. So what Toby did, in fact, was he took his life out of the box. Uh, when we live by default, it's like buying a new computer and leaving it in the box and uh, just letting it sit there. Or maybe even just taking it out, setting it up on the, on the, on the, you know, on your desk and you only use it for one thing when it has billions of capabilities. Maybe you only use it for, um, spreadsheets or maybe only for word processing or maybe only for watching YouTube videos. You only use one part of it, uh, and you leave everything and you don't, you know, customize that computer. That's what it's like when you live by default in your life. You want to make the most of your life by programming it purposefully. Here are the beginning steps of getting to where you can have a clear mind and uh, be totally aware of, you know, and ready to understand what it is you want and what it is that you're going to do with your life. So start with these three steps to mental housekeeping. Number one, notice your thoughts and write them out. This is just a thought download. Um, It could be about anything, but probably about whatever's going on with you that day or what thoughts have been going around in your mind a lot. So if Toby would have done a thought download at that point in his life, he would have written down some things like, I don't want to go back to Santa Fe. I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to see the world. I want to travel. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the Vietnam War. Of course, at that time, it was in the news all the time. Uh, So he would have been as well as anybody else. And being on a university campus, he would have had that heightened version of that. Um, Always seeing those protests and hearing those people at school talking about it. So he could have done a thought download like that. What kind of a thought download could you do? 
what thoughts are going through your mind about, um, here's where I'm at, here's what I don't want, here's things that I'm thinking about, um, what, what would come out of you if you were to do a thought download, just write out your thoughts. Then recognize in those thoughts what you believe needs to be changed. So for Toby, what needed to be changed was he didn't want to live by default. He didn't want to continue on the way he was. He wanted to make some changes. He wanted to uh, travel. He wanted to get away from New Mexico and see the world. And this was one way to do that. Uh, then we can create new thoughts and practice them daily. So if he recognized, I don't want to uh, stay stuck in New Mexico. I want to see the world. Uh, he could create a new thought about that and say, I can see the world. This is my choice. I have, I'm an adult and I can go see the world. I can join the military. I have these choices. And he could bring these new thoughts into his world and begin to practice them. I can be an excellent um, recruit. I can be an excellent, you know, I can take these tests. I can get into military intelligence. I want these things. And he could start to really focus on that and take his old default life and just put it off to the side. I don't need to focus on that anymore. I have a new path. So we can do that as well. When you keep your head clear, it doesn't matter how bright the path is if your head is always cloudy. So it's important to write out your thoughts, recognize what's there, and see if you're on the path that you mean to be on. Did you have something you wanted to add to that? No, 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 no. I was just listening to what you had to say. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to get, we were getting some uh, pushback from YouTube about our stream performance, and I was just checking it out. Oh, that's, okay. what, that's what all the activity was about. All right. Let me just say wave. So this is something that I heard this morning and I had to just I had to share it with you because I've I was so profound to me. The effort, this is why we need to express our purpose, because the effort to bring forth what is within you is what saves you. This comes from the Gospel of Thomas. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. Well, what does that mean? So if you have a dream inside of you that you have not yet explored, and for Toby that was military intelligence, for somebody else it might be, I want to be an actor or I want to try um, a different career, I want to be a life coach, I want to try singing. I've always wanted to be a singer. I sing in the shower all the time. This is something I want to try. If you are hiding that from yourself and from the world, it won't go away. It'll just eat you up inside. It will destroy you. And making excuses like, well, I don't have time right now. I'm too busy. I have my kids to take care of. I can't do these things for, I don't have the time for that right? So we put it behind us and we, and we keep putting it to the back of our mind. But it's merely the effort to bring that out that will save you. It doesn't have to even succeed. It just has to be tried. You know, so if you want to go take some uh, art lessons at the community college or even online, you see, uh, you want to play guitar. You, there's all kinds of online opportunities to learn to play an instrument, play guitar, play piano or whatever. 
if there's something inside of you that's been trying to get out for years, then let it out. And that effort that you put into that, just getting it out there into the world, is what will save you. It's going to make you feel happier and brighter and more alive when you do that. What do you think? I think it's absolutely right. Yeah? I agree with everything you just said. Because what would have happened if you would have said, I really want to travel, I really want to get out of New Mexico, Uh, I guess I won't. I guess I'll just live by default. I'll just do what my family wants. What would have happened, do you think? Um, I would, well, I I mean, it was very predictable. Uh, I would have finished out college. Uh, I would have graduated uh, near the top of my class. Um, I would have then gone back to Santa Fe and arranged for an internship. My, My mother knowing there were family members that were attorneys, but there were lots of, because my uncles were in politics, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I would have uh, interned with a law firm over the summer, and then I would, I, I would have, there were, I don't recall there being GEDs back then, but not GEDs, but um, the uh, test for, I had already been accepted into law school. So I would have gone back to UNM, to the UNM Law School, graduated from there, Gone back to Santa Fe, went gone into a practice with the other law firms. Um, I wanted to practice criminal law, um, but my mother want me, wanted me to practice corporate law, uh, so I would have probably practiced corporate law. And, and uh, what do you believe that would have done to your spirit? And let's keep in mind what happened with your brother, yeah. brothers and sister. Yeah. So Santa Fe at the uh, for uh, for at the time to me was like a trap, right? Uh, the drug culture, it was the 60s, the drug culture had taken over. It, Santa Fe tends to be artsy anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that cl- culture was influencing. There was a lot of, there was a lot of activity with um, illegal drugs, although people didn't see it in that way. But uh, it was prior to that the crack cocaine period. Mm-hmm. So cocaine wasn't heavy, but right. uh, marijuana, LSD, mm-hmm. um, heroin, you know, yeah. those 60s drugs as opposed mm-hmm. to the more evolved, not that drugs are evolved, but yeah. the ones that came out well, after Cocaine that. was more in the 80s, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so um, so uh, I, I don't know necessarily that I would have been influenced by it because I had a pretty solid, you know, I've never been, I've not never used alcohol or smoked or any mm-hmm. of the other mm-hmm. habitual things. Um, so I don't know if I would have been influenced by that, but then I would have married a nice girl from another, you know, old Hispanic family, and we would have raised babies, and um, I would have gotten deferred, you know, from the military, and I would have probably never left Santa Fe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but that's kind of how I saw it. That's mm-hmm. what I saw. Mm-hmm. And then I'd... I'd be in the law for a long time, eventually start my own practice, and eventually run for um, either a political position or a judgeship. I mean, And do you feel because like my that friends, would have been to you, I can make this ideal, or this is ideal, or would it have been, uh, I wish I'd done something else with my life? I wanted, it, ever since I was, ever since I had been a little boy, um, when I used to, I didn't play with trucks. I played with toy guns and I played army, mm-hmm. right? I wanted to be in the military. 
and uh, and I had the opportunity. I could have applied for an appointment to the Air Force Academy uh, because my again my family had the political interactions necessary to do that, uh, and I and I didn't. I, I you know I went to UNM. That's I, I don't know necessarily that was my choice. I just didn't feel like I was at the time Air Force Academy mater uh, Academy material. Um, but I knew that one day I wanted to serve. You know, even after, if I had left college, I might have gone after college. But this was just such a coincidence of fate, you know. One last semester, uh, I could almost predict my future. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want a predictable future. I, I think that that's what I was trying to avoid, the the predictability of that future. Mm -hmm. uh, because it... it could have been, it would have been very predictable. I, I have friends that I graduated from high school with that went to, uh, that were at St. Michael's, that went to various colleges, went to various law schools or, or dentist schools or medical schools, went back to Santa Fe, and I go back and they're still there. Right. Some of them in politics, some of them judges. I ran into a, a good friend, Eddie Benavides, and asked him what he was up to, and he's a judge. And he was at UNM, and he went to UNM <laughs> Law School, you know. And he has a, a wife who I met who's one of the old Spanish families, and they have four kids. The four kids are now grown now. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was kind of a mirror image. Yeah, uh, of where of it could have been for yeah. you. Mm -hmm. And what was really funny about Eddie is that all during high school, we were in competition for one another for the various student council positions, positions on the football team, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. We were always in sometimes he'd win and sometimes I'd win. Uh, but I uh, went back, and he led my life. He led yeah. the life that I would have lived if I had not made that uh, that decision. And did he seem happy? He he did. Uh, he looked, he felt older to me, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. We were the same age. Um, he, had, he had retired, he had retired from the law, practicing the law, but he had this position as a judge, that, and you're a judge for life, and you can do it as long as you want. Um, so I, I don't feel... I don't feel he was unhappy. Mm -hmm. I think he made those choices. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a sense he was... Eddie wasn't, uh, uh, Eddie wasn't, I need to serve in the military during a war wartime kind of guy. Yeah. You know, if he had been drafted, uh, he would have used his family. They were Benavides, which is another big fan of Santa Fe family. Uh, they would have used their influence to make sure that he didn't go on, that he would have been deferred somehow. He wasn't that kind of guy. And, and I'm not sure that necessarily I was that kind of guy. I just saw it as an opportunity to kind of you know, explore your inner, your kind of your... Breakout. Yeah, your breakout. It's, it's like looking at, a, at, a, at a, a rock wall and saying, you know, can I do this? Mm -hmm. And then you realize the only way to find out if you can do it is to try it, yep. you know. Okay. So that's kind of what... I've got a hair in my mouth, excuse me. <laughs> so that's kind of what it was. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so after you've got that all cleared up, Asking questions is your next step. And Tony Robbins says this, the quality of your life is a direct reflection of the quality of the questions you are asking yourself. So what questions are you asking yourself? Here's some questions that we need to ask ourselves. Where you are. This is about where you are. Who am I becoming? Well, I'm becoming a life coach. I'm becoming successful in my business. I'm becoming... Um, somebody who's very confident and uh, outgoing um, when it comes to meeting people and finding out about them and then wanting to help them. Am I living the life I want to be living? 
Yes, I am. Uh, I'm, I am afforded the opportunity to choose what life I want because my husband pays the bills. Um, so I, I know that I'm lucky in that regard, uh, that I'm not held back by that. And yet some people just use that as an excuse rather than, you know, uh, a valid reason. Uh, they use it as an excuse because maybe they do pay the bills, but maybe they still have eight to 10 hours of free time a day where they could be doing something that they love and transitioning into a new kind of uh, income earning potential. So that's up to each person. Am I living the life I want to be living? I am. How about you? I think at the moment I am. I mean, I've uh, adopted the kind of... uh, uh, I guess I should call it semi-retirement. I mean, I've worked at age 70. And, and I do want to make a point. Mm-hmm. It's never too late to ask yourself those questions. Right. right? You, can, you can continue. As long as you are mobile and your mind is active, you can continue to ask. You can ask yourselves that, your questions, get answers, and then move forward based on that. But um, I think at age 70, uh, I'm comfortably retired. Uh, and I'm active. And I'm getting to do things that uh, I've always wanted. You know, I had kind of a passion for archaeology and paleontology and, you know, some of those more esoteric sciences. And I can't be that. I have neither the education nor the time to get the education at this point. But I can dabble in it. I can go to Florissant National Monument and study that. And then I can find some of those fossils and take photographs and make the photographs big and put them on my wall. And so it's fun just kind of exploring that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I, th- I think the other thing, too, is I've never lost uh, my excitement for uh, learning new things. Learning new things is really exciting to me, as you know from the mm-hmm. number of hobbies that, it, that I've ex- uh, explored. Mm-hmm. Um, learning is still really exciting to me. And... Uh, uh, and so, in a way, uh, I don't sit down and ask myself those questions, mm-hmm. but there's something constantly rotating in my mind, like, what's next? What do you want to do now? And the other thing that doing that, you know, as well as I do, I have to tell the folks that uh, my youngest daughter is uh, of six children, is in town. And one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to start making arrangements to, for her to act as my executor when I pass away. And um, and the, the, when I told her that, uh, that she was going to act as the executor of my will, that she, I had to take her to the bank and get her on my accounts, and that uh, uh, we had to get her power of attorney, et cetera, et cetera, she said, nothing's happening, right? You're, you're not doing this. And I said, no, I'm doing it because I'm 70, and I'm in the later stages of my life, and sooner or later, that's going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen until I pay off this mortgage. Um, and I don't think about that. The other thing about keeping active with things that keep you interest is you're not focused on the end of your life. You're not focused on how bad your knees hurt today. You just move forward, you know, and you try new things. And uh, I just ordered a a, um, a digital microscope uh, from Amazon uh, because I want to play with it. I want to explore it. I want to see what it has. And, and I want to make pictures with it, you know, and put those pictures up on my wall. So I think one of the things about staying active and asking yourself these questions uh, regularly is that you don't think about the alternative, right? And the unto- alternative is to turn gray and old and dusty and die. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I, I think by maintaining this, by asking yourself this question, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. 
regularly. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, uh, not that it's going to, it's not a fountain of youth reaction, but certainly learning new things keeps you uh, mental, you're mentally active and physically active. And I think that mental and physical activity has a positive impact on the length of your life, on longevity. So That's right. That's right. Uh, and I put in here, what values matter most and why? It's important to understand what your top values are. For me, mine is uh, health, uh, strong relationships within my support system, and being of service to others um, in this coaching way. Uh, Those are my top values. And it's important to know what your top values are, because when you set your goals, you want them to be in alignment with your values. So you'll have more enthusiasm and be able to really strive for those goals. Uh, What makes me happy? Always a good question to uh, ask yourself and to know about yourself. Then Looking for possibility. If money wasn't an object, what would I be doing with my time? Well, personally, I'd be doing what I am doing, which is learning and teaching, uh, which it just, it, it gives me a reason to get up in the morning. You know, I want, today I'm going to make slides for this show and I'm, as I'm making the slides I'm learning and I'm putting them to use and I'm applying them to my life so then uh, I can share that with you um, so that's what I would be doing same thing I'm doing now what can I do right now to make my future life better and that's again when we talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, what gifts can we give to our future selves some of the decisions that we're making today that are going to affect our future such as taking care of our health uh, with exercise and healthy eating and uh, doing everything that's necessary to stay healthy, like going to the doctor and making sure if you need medication that those are are being administered correctly and, uh, you know, that you're doing everything possible to have a healthy life. Those are some things that we can do to make our future lives better. Um, we maybe need to invest or s- save money for the future. Um, We might want to make sure we are reaching out and making friends that we will continue to have into the future uh, because friendships, relationships, they tend to have turnover. But if we don't recognize that and reach out to new people, you know, every day or every week or making new friends every now and then, we will find ourselves alone in the end. So, uh, and we want to, we don't want to be alone. <laughs> the older, the older you get, uh, the more likely it is you'll end up alone and lonely unless you're continuing to make new friends. Uh, what would I do with my life if I knew there were no limits? That's a really fun question and it really can open up your options. So if I were to have no limits on my life, you know, I would travel more and I would I would uh, meet more people and I would work with top performers and I would uh, go to more conferences, become a speaker. There's so many things that I would do if there were no limits. But no limits also means no limit on the amount of time or money that you have to invest to get there. So um, these are some things that I would like to do and I can structure my life so that I do get there. Um, 
by using the resources that I already have available to me. Just because I imagined, what would I do if I had no limits? Let's talk about social awareness. Here are some questions for that. Who inspires me the most in this world? Uh, I've personally, I'm inspired by people who start off with very little uh, in the way of resources or support, and they make the most of every opportunity they're given, and they rise above all of it, you know, and that could be any number of people, uh, such as Oprah Winfrey or Tony Robbins. I could give you a bunch of names of big, important people, but it happens every day with people we don't even know where they rise above their challenges, their lack of resources, their lack of uh, support, and they make something special out of their lives. That's who inspires me. What about you? So, um, I think there's two categories. Um, one is the um, the accomplished scientists, primarily paleontologists and archaeologists, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they have a book, because that's how I'm introduced to them. And then um, members of the people that I used to work with, the the agencies that I used to work with. Um, I told you recently that one of my hero heroes. Uh, uh, was uh, had agreed to uh, act as a regular contributor to one of the news channels, and um, and that I was pleased to see that because I've always respected him. Uh, I only met him once. Um, he wouldn't know who I was if I stopped him. But there are a lot of members uh, of that that rose uh, through the ranks in the intelligence community to hold positions at the CIA, the NSA, the um, NRO. You know. Uh, DIA, CIA, FBI, uh, that I knew uh, because I worked with them, uh, who rose and uh, are, at, are retired now, and they're writing books. Mm-hmm. And I get those books. You know, mm-hmm. I respect them that much that I get those books, uh, mostly because uh, I always feel like I could learn from them. And not that life is, you know, intelligence gathering, collection, <laughs> and analysis. But they have uh, a very um, uh, rational view of the world. You know, it's, it's very uh, pragmatic. And I like that kind of pragmatism. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I respect them and I like learning from them. And I'm glad they're at the age now where they're all writing books because I can audible download them and <laughs> listen to them when I'm driving around town, you know. It's like sitting down to coffee with them. Yeah, uh, it almost is, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the, the listening to them makes it a lot easier because, you know, you can't drive and read at the same time, but you can't drive and listen to the books. So it's a very good use of your time mm-hmm. uh, to acquire new information. So mm-hmm. I like it a lot. All right. Um, here's our two more questions you can ask. We can ask ourselves, do the people I surround myself with add value to my life? And in my case, I would say yes, because if they just were a drag on me, then I probably wouldn't be spending time with them. Uh Uh, Does my presence add value to those around me? So am I adding value to the people who I spend time with? And that's a really good question to ask ourselves and to take a look at and say, am I negative all the time? Am I bringing the room down? Or or, um, what value do I add to the group? 
Here's how to know if you're ready for change. Uh, Ask some of these questions. What am I choosing to not see right now? Maybe that's when we're living in default. Um, If Toby would have just not paid any attention to his desire to join the military, to travel, to be in military intelligence. He, he would have just continued to live by default if he had chosen not to see that. So what am I choosing not to see right now? Uh, are there opportunities out there that I'm not paying any attention to? Am I comfortable with being uncomfortable? That's what change requires. It requires us to get out of our comfort zone and to uh, learn new things. And while we're learning these new things, life is going to be awkward and uncomfortable uh, until it becomes habit. And then we can be comfortable again. And then we'll want to grow some more. What is my heart and intuition telling me that I might be ignoring? You know, and it's like, that in, inside thing that you're kind of, oh, I don't have time to think about that, or I need to take care of my kids or my parents first before I, before I do something for myself, you know. Uh, I'd always wanted to take yoga lessons or, and go to yoga classes, and this last year I did do that because I wanted to explore that, and I wanted to see what it was like. And I stopped putting excuses in my way, and I just did it. And I found it to be really um, a fun exercise, and it was a great way to meet people. I'm not doing it anymore right now, but because I'm uh, focusing on other things, but I did give it a good try first to see how I felt about it. Then we want to learn how to live from our future, not from our past. We're not going to dwell in the past and think about, oh, here's the things that I've done and and here's the things that, you know, I didn't do and and let me look at the past because that's just going to drag you backwards. You want to move forwards by living from your future. So we can ask some of these questions. What do I want my life to look like in one, five or ten years? Well, I want to be more and more successful. I want to be helping more and more people. I want to have... Uh, bigger and bigger YouTube channels or social media outlets or uh, more clients that I'm helping. I just want to continue to grow in that way. What instant gratification am I willing to give up for long-term gains? And that might mean uh, I have to get up out of bed and go exercise in the mornings instead of sleeping longer. I'm going to give up you know, drinking wine every day and uh, drink water instead so I can lose weight and be healthier. Uh, Incident gratification things I might need to give up might be like, uh, uh, instead of watching two or three television programs, I'll just watch one and then I'll get back to work. You know, um, so what are some instant gratification things that you're willing to give up for long-term gains? Chocolate. Chocolate? You're willing to give up chocolate? Most of the time. <laughs> there you go. You know, and it's a daily choice, right? Yeah. Today I will I will not have chocolate, you know. Yeah. Occasionally I'll just take a little, I'll sneak a little Reese's cup, you know. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, the, thing, the thing is, as you, again, as you get older, you have less and less options when it comes to giving up things, Right. Uh, because you've narrowed your life to the things that make you comfortable and make you happy. And, um, and so you, you don't have to give up a lot. Uh, you do 
you you there are things that you can say like you can you can uh, keep yourself from doing uh, but there's not a lot you can give up you know you're in a you're in a better position i think if you've managed your life uh, this well far. let's think about your uh the heart doctor told you you were doing great by having all that activity going mm-hmm. on, yeah. and most people in your position do not. They just sit most of the day. So instead of sitting for most of the day watching videos or television or reading a book, sitting on the couch all day, uh, giving up a few of those hours of sitting and doing something productive where you're moving that could be an instant gratification that you could give up in order to have a long-term gain well uh, so uh, i always i do it in the context of i look for other ways to injure my knees you know (laughs) (laughs) what are some other ways to injure my knees uh but the other thing too is there's that buffering thing that you were talking about the other day sometimes the sometimes the buffering thing is you know when when we talked about me going out to uh, to wash the truck or to mow the lawn, or, uh, to, or to clean the house. They, they are forms of buffering, but they're also things that get you off the couch. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably the only person in the world who spends three hours washing his truck at a wash place, right? Because I do it meticulously, and there's a certain amount of pleasure in it. And, and, um, and when I get, uh, I don't, there's a thing that I've noticed up here where I leave, I call it the Bernalillo rainstorm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's five minutes of rain followed by a dust storm. Uh, and so it just messes up your recently washed truck. But in some ways, I say to myself, oh, well, guess where I'm going on Saturday, you know, to clean the truck again. So, yeah, it is buffering, but it gets me off the couch. Mm-hmm. And it gets me out in the sun and the fresh air. And, and you know, you know me, if, if there's somebody parked next to me, I start talking to them about their car, et cetera, et cetera. So... Uh, so I feel like some of those things, uh, because again, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to an office. Uh, you, you know, my daughter has been visiting for the past couple of days and she can't get away from work. She's, she's not actually on vacation. So I've been watching her and, you know, she reminds me a lot of me. She's in, um, sales. She's an account manager for a high tech company that happens to have her name. It's Toby. Her name is Toby, Toby Renee. And she works for a company called Toby. And it was really funny yesterday <laughs> we went to, uh, uh, my bank, mm-hmm. the Navy Federal. And uh, so the first thing that happened is we walked up to the receptionist and I told her what we wanted to do. And she said, she took logged us in and she said, just take a seat and I'll have someone call you in just a minute, you know, when they're ready for you. And before we could get to our seat, one of the gentlemen said, Toby? And we both turned around. like. <laughs> so we sat down and uh, we I explained to him what I wanted to accomplish. And he said, can I see your IDs? And so we both handed him his IDs, and he, he was going, wait, help me understand this. Like, you're Toby Eunice, and you're Toby Eunice? Right? <laughs> well, I'm Toby M. So we, literally, I had never thought about this, but I had to change, he had to change my name on my account to, to Toby, Toby M. Eunice yeah. so that he could make her the administrator of the account, uh, Toby R. Eunice, right? Yeah. But then mm-hmm. he was asking, so I have to mm-hmm. uh, give me your address, your phone number, and what company do you work for? And she said, Toby. And, <laughs> and, and the guy turned to us and he says, I feel like I'm in the twilight. <laughs> right. Like, 
Is the whole world becoming Toby? You know? <laughs> it was really funny. I mean, it, it was just. What's really your dog's name? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so it was kind of funny, and it was uh, kind of enjoyable going through it. But, but she's in constant motion on the phone, conference calls, accounts, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it, and she reminds me of how it used to be for me, and it's very different from me now. I have to go out. If I want, I can sit on the couch all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, not that I have to go out of my way to be active, but. Uh, you know, we have YouTube channels to take care of and constant ideas and cars to be washed and <laughs> lawn to be mowed, you know. So uh, given, a, given a choice between spending three hours out in this hot sun and fresh air washing my car or sitting and watching the TV, I'm going to take the former rather than the latter. And I think that's good. I think that, you know, I, I don't know necessarily. I, I had a hard time, not a hard time, but when you when you suggested it was buffering, avoiding things. Some sometimes it's that too, but more often than not, it's it gives me something to do on a Saturday afternoon when I could be when it, I could be sitting in front watching whatever the current Formula One race is, mm-hmm. you know, in front of the TV and not being outside. So, so you have to make at the age seventy, you have to make up your own fun. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Well, I'm going to kind of push ahead since we're running a little behind. Yeah, here. Ben Ben Wise says, Toby, does that truck wash include uh, buffering, right? Oh, buffing. Same. Buffing. Uh, lastly, we want to think about the contribution we're making to the world. And be- this is very fulfilling to contribute. Then when you contribute, Instead of only thinking about yourself, you're thinking about the people around you, the world around you. How can I uh, leave a legacy behind? How can I improve um, what's going on in my little part of the world? Uh, So ask ourselves, am I influencing my world or is it influencing me? We want to take take charge a little bit. We want to say, you know, um, something needs to be done about this. Okay. How about you do something about that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. there are thousands of groups in your area where they need people who have some extra time or uh, some great ideas who can come in and influence them to do a better job, to make things better. Um, so there's always opportunities to influence your world um, and to add value and something you can create to make positive difference in the world. So that's all about contribution. So here are my recommendations. Uh, I talked about thought models in the last episode, and if you would like a free download of a thought model exercise, you can find that at esofterside.com. Do daily thought models. Uh, Once you learn the formula, it's very simple just to do it anytime. You can even do it in your head or you can write it down. Uh, Thought models will help us to see the difference between fact and opinion and boil down what we're thinking and that is affecting our actions. So, Daily thought models are recommended. Asking powerful questions, super important. Do this, uh, you know, frequently. Um, It's a really good way to meditate or to fall asleep is to ask yourself a powerful question, uh, something that's positive, that opens up your perspective. Uh, You don't want to ask yourself things that are mean or bring you down. Um, Only ask yourself really positive questions that help move you forward. 
values exercise. Uh, the values exercise is included if you look in eSofterSide.com. I have a, uh, a segment in there called Life by Design, and these exercises are included in, along with the video and other supporting text. So uh, check that out if you're interested. The values exercise just helps you to narrow down your top seven values so that when you go to make your goals, you can have your values in front of you and you can know if you're in alignment. Uh, these questions that we've asked today are also uh, available in that same place. So eSofterSide.com to find those worksheets and exercises. Lastly, journal your answers, because when you're thinking of these questions and you want to answer them, uh, if you write them down, then you can look at them later and, and, and decide, am I still on that same page or has something changed since then? So journaling is very helpful. You can also reach out, join the Softer Side member vault at eSofterSide.com. How many times have I said that today? <laughs> Do it. Uh, join our Facebook group easy uh facebook groups slash the softer side uh podcast this video and all my videos uh are available on podcast at anchor fm spotify google play and apple podcasts you can also email me if you'd like more information at the softer side dot info at gmail.com and I'm offering free personalized coaching. It doesn't get any better than free, right? Uh, the first 10 beta testers who uh, jump on board with this, you can either email me to apply or just click on the link in the description box below. And what will you get through the Life by Design program? Clarity in your goals and purpose. You're going to clear away procrastination. Uh, you will learn thought management and you'll be able to choose your own future. So check that out. BAM is coming up on Tuesday. That's next Tuesday, September 24th at 7 o'clock p.m. If you are on my email list, you will get an invitation to the Brilliant Advisory Monthly Mastermind BAM for Tuesday. So if you are not yet on my email list, you can either email me and ask to be put on the list or you can just uh, go to eSofterSide.com and sign up there. Let's see. In the live chat room, here is a question for you to answer. What powerful question has helped you the most? What's opened up your perspective and helped you? Uh, let's go ahead and open up the phone lines and then we'll talk to everybody who's here and see what's going on. Um, so I asked everybody to say hi. Uh, Karen Warner uh, is in the room. Hello, Karen. Uh, Jimmy Fast was the first in hey, the room. Jimmy. I love Lucy says hi. Lucy. Deborah Jensen says sorry. Hi. Deborah. Hi. I'm enjoying this. Good. Uh, it was she, sorry because she hadn't mentioned it before enjoying this. Uh, ben Wise said hi. And hey, ben, ben also says, Toby, does that truck wash include buffering? Buffering. Yeah. As opposed <laughs> to buffing. Yeah. Uh, so it is. There, there, sometimes it is buffering. Uh, <laughs> but most of the time it's just like a choice of Saturday afternoon. So I have a series of... Something he enjoys. Yeah. Something. Uh, there, a series of things that I do on Saturdays. It starts with... Um, uh, mowing the lawn. Let's go to the full screen and then oh, okay. they can see the phone number. Yeah. 
So if you would like to call in and talk to us about uh, your powerful questions or what is buffering or thought models or anything, please call us now at 866-597-9901 and let's talk about it. In the Facebook room, we have Teresina Morgan and Aaron Mastriani. So hello, guys. Thanks for joining us. So uh, I Love Lucy says, I need to go to bed earlier. I'm tired, but I find that staying up late 1 to 2 a.m. allows me alone time, me time, but I have to get up at 6 a.m. Uh, four hours of sleep is just not enough. It's not enough. It is definitely not enough. No. And it's so important to your health and longevity to get good quality sleep uh, that you need. If you're still tired when you're getting up in the morning, then you haven't gotten enough sleep. To get that carve that time out for yourself uh, that you're not able to carve out at any other time, it just requires a whole lot of time management and planning. And I know that, Lucy, that you have a lot going on, and it can be very difficult to find that time. Um, but yeah, that's it's It's not only, as I have discovered with uh, Shelly's help, it's not only increasing the number of hours, because I can get seven hours of sleep because I don't have to get up at 6 a.m., uh, but the seven hours between 2 and 9 is very different from the seven hours between 11 and it's true. 6. Um, for some reason, that, the, the, that 11 o'clock close your eyes time, lights out time, uh, is much better for you than waiting till 2 and then try and get it through 9. Because that's, that's kind of what I've done a lot of, is go to bed at 2 and I'll get my 7 hours, wake up at 9. That is not efficient sleep. And, and the reason true. I know is uh, my Fitbit tells me. Mm-hmm. It shows uh, how, uh, what time, you know, how much time I spent in deep, moderate, and uh, REM sleep. And I spend way too much time in REM, REM sleep in the morning. And uh, that's when that whole dreaming thing happens. And your deep restorative sleep uh, occurs mostly between midnight and 3 a.m. So you want to be asleep by midnight. And you don't need seven hours of deep restorative sleep. You need three to four hours of deep restorative sleep. You actually need the other sleep. You need that moderate sleep. You need REM. You need to dream, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're not dreaming, it's because you're not going through that process. And there is a process. You'll see that REM happens later in your uh, sleep cycle. Uh, Then, um, you know, the idea is to get to bed early enough to get that deep sleep to start with a deep sleep. You know, the cycle is deep sleep, moderate sleep, REM, and then it bounces back and forth. Uh, but you've got to get through that three to four hours of deep sleep to get the, the to get the restorative benefits uh, uh, of it. So that's right. I learned that from her. That's right. <laughs> so uh, Lucy says that she wears a Fitbit too. Yeah. You know what? I had to take it off because uh, I used to. I have my day set at ten thousand steps, and after I injured my knee, I was slowed down, and I was kind of embarrassed that I was getting beyond. 1,800, 2,000 steps a day. So I took it off because... Yeah, but you can still wear it at night for your sleep Yeah, I can still wear it at sleep. Yeah, for sleep tracking. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to mention something. Uh, We did an unboxing on my show on Wednesday for the Biohacked Box because I wanted to share those new products with you. Um, I got another new product today called Vital C. Um, Vital C is a nano antioxidant. which is like a nootropic, which is, you know, uh, improving your brain, improving your longevity, improving your health. Uh, So I wanted to tell you about it. But also, I wanted to tell you that 
Bonk, that Toby and I uh, love to do product reviews. And because we'd love to do product reviews, we're going to start, we're going to start, we're going to change our channel that we had from a year ago that we have not used in about a year. Uh, that was called Lady and the Oracle. We're changing it to Live Long and Prosper product reviews. So we're going to do product reviews. Mine are going to be mostly about uh, health, fitness, uh, well-being, uh, longevity, and beauty. Uh, so Vital C is something that I just got today. I'm going to start taking it. I'm going to, I'm going to do a review on it and let you guys know what it's all about and why I like it. I thought I had the longevity and beauty ones. You can do them too no. if you want. I'm just teasing. Now Toby is going to focus more Gadgets. on uh, electronics, tools, cameras, uh, gadgets, and anything he he's interested. He might even do reviews on Audible books if he finds one that he just loves. Uh -huh. uh, I might bring in podcasts that I've review that I'm reviewing and talk about those. Uh, what we want to do is tell you what's going on in our lives what we love that's going on in our lives. Here's some amazing things that we've got, you know, these products or these, like I said, podcasts or things that are helping us in one way or another. And we're going to just do a review on it. And each episode will be short, uh, probably five to 10 minutes. And we'll just focus on one product in each review and we'll discuss the product so you'll get the man's view, the woman's view um, of every product. And uh, that's going to be, again, on our other channel that we're revitalizing and we're calling it Live Long and Prosper Product Reviews. So I hope that you guys, if you were not already subscribed to Lady and the Oracle, uh, if you were, you'll already be subscribed. Excuse if you were not, then look for uh, Live Long and Prosper on YouTube. We don't have any videos up there yet but we will very soon. Again, if anybody would like to call in, now's a good time to do that. 866-597-9901. Uh, or you can just give us a shout out in the chat room. Yeah. So do you drink this? Is it, is that yeah, like it's a like, it's got the oil, olive oil base, just like the CBD oh. oils and other right. things. It's got one that. One tablespoon per day? Or teaspoon per day? One teaspoon per day. From more precise doses. And so it contains... And it's like, and you know, it energizes you. So, um, you know, you have extra energy. You can work out longer. It's supposed to be uh, helping you to live a longer, healthier life and even improve your vision. And I'm really excited about that. So I want to see how that goes with improving the carbon vision. Carbon 60. Mm-hmm. Yep. 99% pure carbon 60. What's carbon 60? <laughs> it's an element that they discovered in the 80s, I believe, uh, that uh, they did they did uh, experiments on rats, for instance, with it and found that it improved their health and lengthened their lives. Huh. So, yeah. We we'll have to look forward some, to trying that out. out what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't like EVOO. Yeah, you know, and I they, they sent me that and a little travel bottle. Cool. Same stuff, huh? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I tried a little today, and I felt, you know, <laughs> awake yeah. and alert. And uh, we'll see what else happens mm. over time. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And our new channel is going to be pretty fun. Uh, that probably be all recorded videos. but Pre-recorded, uh, yeah. yeah. Rather than live streams. Yeah. Let's yeah. 
it's shorter and short sweeter. and simple. Shorter and sweeter. Yeah. Anything else going on in the chat room? Uh, Lucy says she's had a couple of I rarely dream, and it's been years since I slept through the night without waking. Uh, so I discovered, so uh, I don't know, Lucy, my experience was based on the fact that I wasn't getting quality sleep, did the sleep test, got the CPAP. That's when my whole dream life uh, awakened. Uh, well, I guess that's the wrong word. That's when I started dreaming It was again. revitalized. It was uh, <laughs> revitalized uh, because I was getting a full night's sleep. Prior to that time, I wasn't. Uh, and I do take a sleep aid. I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that cannot sleep. Even with a CPAP, I'm just not a good sleeper. Uh, so I take, I use uh, Z-Quil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll continue to do a, these, you know, product updates. Things that help us sleep, for yeah. one thing. Uh, Toby had actually purchased some uh, capsules of CBD and melatonin. Melatonin. That he didn't find helped him, but they, they help me. I sleep better when I take them. Yeah. So there's there's options to the Z-Quil. Uh, I just found out that Z-Quil works for me. It gives me a full night's sleep with a combination of that, uh, the CPAP, uh, because uh, my events per hour, you know, choking events per hour were reduced from 146 to one or two, and even then it's they're, they're not you don't happen. Lucy says, I love the unboxing. Cool, I'm very interested in CBD, but it's overwhelming. Uh, what is, uh, Deborah says, what's the name again? Oh, of this? Yeah. This is My Vital C. And you can find it on, on the internet if you just type in My Vital C. I think it's .com. Uh, but just Google it, My Vital C. And maybe we can talk about that because we've both been experimenting with the CBD products recently. Uh-huh. Um, they were, I, I started with the drops because I wanted to see if it helped uh, help with uh, getting re- recovering from my knee injury quicker. And uh, it seemed to help. And then so when we were in Colorado, because they have a number of these shops, we were in Salida, mm-hmm. and uh, they had a shop there, and I bought the cream, uh, and that really helped. I mean, that m- made the, the vacation tolerable, actually, because I don't know whether we told you, but there was a, you know, four days before we were supposed to go on vacation, I, was, I called Shelly, and I told her I didn't think I could do it, because it was just going to be a drag on them. Uh, and then the other thing I bought was that bottle of... Uh, the, the sleep aid, CBD plus melatonin sleep aid. And I tried it that first night we were, uh, uh, the next night we were in a hotel and it didn't work for me. Uh, so I gave them to her and she said, they, are you taking the two capsules? Recommend? Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. So I went back to my z which does work for me. So. <laughs> uh, Deborah says she wears a BiPAP machine by ResMed. Yeah, that's... Uh, um, I, mine is also ResMed. ResMed. I don't know. I, I don't know which model it is. It's the one that has the humidifier. Again, it was issued by the uh, the uh, VA. Yeah. Uh, but if you'd like, Deborah, call in one of these times on on our show here, or maybe the show uh, that we're going to be starting over. God, we got so much. To, we could cover a whole bunch of stuff, couldn't we? Oh yeah. Um, call in. We can do how tos, unboxings, reviews. We uh, all that stuff in call there. in and we can talk about the CPAP machine I have because it's the one I don't I don't know about yours but mine actually collects data and uploads it every day to a, a web page called air myair.resmed.com and it's also shared with the VA so the VA tracks me 
and and make sure that I'm using the equipment that they provided, and uh, and in, you have to do that in order to get supplies, you know, uh, masks or the inter mask, what I call the mask interface or the head straps or whatever, new hose. Um, they they want to make sure that you're using it, and that's what this this ResMed Air uh, CPAP machine does. So. Uh, uh, Lucy says, I've tried the oil and the gummies, don't really notice any difference. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, I definitely did, so I don't know how much of the drops were psychological, but I definitely did. I was going to say, one of the things that I learned about the cream is if I put it, uh, so I, I, I try every day to get a little bit of sun. I, the sun makes me feel better. So what, what did I tell Toby today? Sun, the sun is our friend uh, <laughs> until it blows up and fries the earth. But uh, but uh, what we'll I learned, be gone by then. <laughs> but what I learned was that if I put on the cream, put the cream on my knee, and then go out and just before I go out and get some sun, that seems to help. Uh, and I'm not sure why. I don't know the science behind it at, uh, at all. But that seemed to help. Um, I might have to do these these reviews live if people are going to have a lot of questions yeah we're going to have to yeah and it's it's, we'll it's not a problem it's easy um but there are different levels as well so toby found this out when he was shopping for the cbd that you can get a lower level i when i got one for hot flashes that it was a, it was a lower level mm -hmm. of concentration of cbd and oil. that has worked for you it's 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 better yeah you know because i was getting them throughout the day and at night. Now they're pretty much relegated to at night and mm -hmm. not nearly as severe as they were. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's helping. Uh, again, I was just looking for ways. Uh, I was in search of ways to uh, this, this particular knee injury that I caused myself, I know takes a couple of months to heal. Uh, and I don't like being that kind of uh, debilitated, and so I was looking for options because it's not a pain. It, pain painkiller doesn't help. Um, uh, the the uh, ibuprofen, while it reduces inflammation, it doesn't cure it. And so I was looking for something to help. And and, and you know, my doctors told me you just have to wait, and it's going to take longer because you're old. <laughs> you know, so I was looking for um, so I was looking for options to in to decrease the uh, recovery time. Right. And that's when the CB, CBD came into play. And I feel like it has, uh, that it has helped me start the recovery process. We have a lot of other products that we're going to be investigating as well that are yeah. supposed to help with, uh, you know, reducing inflammation and reducing pain and um, helping to strengthen those ligaments. And mm -hmm. yeah, so we'll be letting you know on our new channel, Live Long and Prosper. Okay, I've got that. You want me to turn the phone off? I think so. Yeah, I think we're done, and we'll move to the last slide and let you know what's coming up on next Wednesday. Don't forget, Tuesday night is BAM, and you will get an invitation if you're on my email list. Uh, Wednesday, the twenty fifth at four o'clock, we'll be talking about planning and designing the life you desire. Uh, so this is working in tandem with my um, my Design Your Life program. The second week is about planning and designing, so that's what we're going to mm. get into. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, to get into that, and also I will be releasing a storytelling therapy video on Monday that also fits in line with 
the topic of awareness, consciousness, and perspective. So be looking for that on Monday at four o'clock to premiere uh, storytelling therapy. So we've got a lot of great stuff coming up and we're really excited about it. And we're so glad that you are here to participate with us in learning all about this stuff. It's so much fun when we can have a discussion like this. Uh, and Deborah, that's the same model I have, the uh, ResMed Air Curve 10 with the humidifier uh, and the computer reports. That's the same model I have. And I use the, uh, when I first started, I started with the full face mask rather than the, just the nose cushion. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up at night, I just pull the plug and I walk around the house with a mask and the like an elephant, like a woolly mammoth. <laughs> so, for those of you who are uh, part of our A Gypsy's Kiss crew, we will be back this evening at seven o'clock for Fendango. We look forward to seeing you then. Um, that's all we have for the softer side for today. So, thank you all for being here. Oh, and uh, I would like to add, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh. Uh, I would like to add that I will be adding a short video uh, to A Gypsy's Kiss uh, over the weekend. Uh, and it is not a live stream, it's a video dealing with something interesting that I found in my uh, continued research of the poem. So, we'll, okay. uh, you'll see that pop up on your. So look for that. Yeah. It is our honor to serve you today and thank you for being here as part of our um, outreach to our community. <laughs> uh, thank you. And for the softer side, I am your life transitions coach, Shelly Corney. Thank you for listening to the softer side with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at esofterside.com.